On today's episode of Cat Grizz Insider, we have a very special episode for our listeners out there. We have our first guest of the podcast, and it's a really great one. We have Mark Mariani, Haver, Montana native, former Grizz, former Tennessee Titan, and Chicago Bear. Mark gave us an awesome interview and kind of updated us on where he's at right now and what he's been up to. Really, really fun interview. Just a fun guy to talk with. I personally have never spoken with him, but I got the chance to interview him. And I remember watching Mark as a kid growing up in Montana as, you know, just a stud for the Grizz and seeing his name across the draft board when the Tennessee Titans took him in the seventh round. So it was just a lot of fun to talk with Mark. And he kind of, you know, just updated what life's like right now. He, he mentioned he's, you know, officially done in the NFL and, you know, he's had a lot of really great opportunities right now going for him down in Nashville. And he talks a little bit about Bobby Houck's return as well. So a lot of good stuff from Mark in this week's episode. We also have Amy Just and Greg Rockoch, our beat reporters for 406mtsports.com to talk about week four for the Bobcats and Grizz, both of which resulted in victories and kind of break those down and, you know, who stood out a couple of exciting games to kick off conference play one and oh and all that good stuff. So Amy and Greg will talk about those. They'll talk about their week five matchups and we'll take a look ahead at the week coming up. So we're going to go ahead and start with Amy's portion of the show and then we'll hop into Greg's and then the, the latter half of the episode will be catching up with Mark Mariani. So thanks again for listening. And without further ado, let's get started. Up next on the Cat Grizz Insider, we have Amy Just of 406mtsports.com calling in from Missoula to talk about the Grizzlies' exciting win over Sacramento State on Saturday, as well as taking a look ahead to their second conference matchup against Cal Poly. A lot of really fun headlines from that Sacramento State game as they broke out those really fresh-looking copper uniforms. Amy, go ahead and just kind of give us your early takes from that game against Sacramento State and what the Grizzlies did and you know, just an overall fun performance. I, growing up, I was never a huge fan of the coppers, but I gotta say, Saturday, they looked really good. I agree with you. I think, yeah, the white helmets probably would have looked a little bit nicer. Something about the coppers that looked cool was, I think, looking past the players and seeing copper shirts into the stands, I think, maybe added to that effect. And then, you know, playing on a sunny day probably helped with that as well. But yeah, I think my opinion on the coppers has changed. I'm a, I'm a copper fan. I wish we could see them more often. But someone else who might want to wear the coppers more often might be Dalton Sneed because he had a record-breaking performance wearing the copper jerseys on Saturday.
what about this game, I guess, kind of clicked for Dalton? We've talked on the podcast before about his 91-yard touchdown at UNLV that set a school record for longest rushing touchdown at UNLV. We all know he's fast. He showcased all year long. But what about Saturday really clicked with him, and why was he able to turn in a performance like that? Yeah, I think Gabe Solser, he's what on track for one touchdown per touch in his college football career after this. Uh, yeah, Bobby alluded to it, so he's probably on pace for 600 career touchdowns. Is that a, is that a fair estimate? Yeah, you know, fun to see Gabe get a touchdown on that on his first college touch. You know, he's he's from Billings, went to Billings Senior High, was starting as a freshman, I believe, partway through his freshman year, and then helped lead them to three straight championship game appearances, including two titles in back-to-back undefeated seasons. A lot of hype around him, a lot of excitement for Grizz fans when he did ultimately choose the Grizz over the Bobcats and over preferred walk-on option from Washington and, you know, some other pretty big college offers but you know Amy how how much can fans I guess realistically expect to see Gabe getting involved in the offense going forward and what 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 can he bring to the table in that regard What what was Bobby's quote? He said he wants to give him the ball five times next week for five touchdowns. Absolutely. Another guy who had a big performance that you kind of found this stat kind of hidden among everything else is, you know, the do-it-all linebacker, Josh Buss. crazy 
is Josh Buss still kind of trying to get over that injury a little bit, or is, or is he getting as close to 100% as we're going to see him this year? Now that he is, you know, fully healthy, you said, you know, three sacks is a lot. I believe Dante Olsen chipped in a similar performance earlier this year. Really, we've we've also talked about this on the podcast, is really once those two are kind of clicking together and they're both fully healthy, I think that linebacking core at Montana is pretty darn scary. You mentioned before we started recording that Cal Poly has won the last three meetings against Montana, including back-to-back one-point victories. So first road conference game of the year for the Grizz. Cal Poly, like you also mentioned, you know they kind of got steamrolled by Eastern Washington, but the Grizz really can't take this one lightly, you know, especially going on the road. You know, going up against Cal Poly, who are you kind of looking for to stand out here? And, you know, what do the Grizz need to do to kind of get off this little losing streak they have against these guys? Amy, you will be on the road with the Grizz this weekend in San Luis Obispo, California. As always, with the way we end these episodes, how can they follow your work and your live updates as the game gets kicked off on Saturday? Amy, we'll have you guys covered on Saturday from San Luis Obispo. Amy, thank you so much for your time, and enjoy the game on Saturday.
Up next on the Cat Grizz Insider Podcast, we have Greg Rockoch from 406mtsports.com. Let's talk about Montana State's win over Portland State over this last weekend, as well as look ahead to a huge game for the Bobcats uh, as they host Eastern Washington. So, Greg, thanks for joining us, and we're going to go ahead and you know just get started right away. Just talk about what you saw in that Portland State game and really pretty historic performance from Troy Anderson. Kind of a rivalry moment here for MSU, and we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but this game essentially is kind of a program-defining game, wouldn't you say?
you get the notion that Big Sky fans feel like Gage Gubrud's like 30 years old by this point, right? Because it just feels like he's been around forever. Hard to believe at one point Gage Gubrud was throwing passes to Cooper Cup here about two years ago. You know, Greg, so as we go forward here, like you kind of alluded to, the Bobcats have taken steps towards limiting Gage and playing better against Eastern Washington in the two games, between the two games that Jeff Choate has coached against Eastern Washington. So as they get ready for a home matchup, should be a great crowd in a huge atmosphere. What do the Bobcats really need to do and who needs to step up as if they hope to start off 2-0 and in this conference? How big of a factor do you think playing in front of that home crowd is going to be for MSU as they get ready for this one?
going forward here, Greg, which players on MSU's team do you are you keeping an eye on and who's been kind of standing out for them lately and who will need to step up as they take on Eastern Washington on Saturday? You can't talk about them enough, right? Yeah, those guys that are dropping down from FBS teams down to the Bobcats are seeming to fit right in, and they are certainly helping out on defense. Greg, uh, you know, we end every show kind of like this. It, you know, it should be a great one on Saturday. So where can everybody find kind of your pregame stories, your live coverage, and all the postgame stuff that will come out once the game is concluded? Absolutely. It should be a huge one and should be a fun crowd as well. Greg, thank you for your time and, you know, enjoy the game on Saturday. Up next on the Cat Grizz Insider Podcast, we have a very special guest. Our first guest for the podcast is Mr. Mark Mariani, Haver native, former Grizz and former Tennessee Titan and Chicago Bear. We couldn't be more uh, happy to have him on the podcast this week. So, Mark, thank you so much for joining us and kind of being our guinea pig here with having a guest on this podcast. How's life treating you down in Nashville so far?
for fans who are maybe hoping to see you again on Sundays, I guess you can kind of put those rumors to rest here and say that, you know, it's in the past now. You mentioned that it was kind of, you know, tough, maybe not necessarily finding the right spot for you, but since transitioning into post-NFL life, has that gone relatively smoothly for you? Any similarities, I guess, between real estate and the NFL? You mentioned real estate was always something you were doing on the side, always found interest in. What about that made you want to choose that as your next career path after you hung your cleats up?
How long have you guys been trying out your own company? <laughs> maybe a, maybe a pro bowler in real estate, right? Absolutely. You know, Mark, I think a lot of people are interested to get your take on this. Back in December, rumors start swirling that, you know, Bobby might make his return to the University of Montana's football program. What was your initial reaction to hearing that your old coach might get his old job back? Have you gotten a chance to speak with Bobby since he got rehired? I guess does seeing him kind of patrol sidelines again, you know, in that maroon and silver, does that kind of bring back memories to when you guys were just, you know, dominating the Big Sky Conference during your day?
So being in Nashville, have you gotten a chance to watch any of the games so far? That's awesome. <laughs> is that something I guess you've been look, looking forward to for a while is getting a chance to just cheer and not worry about the rest that comes with it? <laughs> See, I, th I find that really interesting because when you speak to a lot of pro players, especially, it seems like they have a tough time to watch football games and really because they just miss it too much. But it seems to me like you've almost brought in more football into your life than maybe when you were playing. Is that kind of how you've been approaching things with this? As you're watching these Grizz games now as a fan and as an ex-player, I guess, see any similarities or differences between when you were playing and, you know, what, what about this team this year do you like so far?
for you, Mark, uh, so, you know, getting a chance to watch these guys, um, have you gotten a chance to come back to Montana at all lately and, you know, just come back home or anything like that recently? So for you, Mark, now that you're done in the NFL and really done with your playing football career, have you ever really gotten a chance to just kind of sit back and reflect on just kind of the path that you've taken? Because I think what stands out about you is, you know, just you, you almost resonate with a lot of Montanans or kids in this state because, you know, small town kid walks on at one of the bigger universities in the state and then has a stellar career there, and you just basically show that, hey, you can do this, and you can actually make the highest level of football there is. Do you sit back and reflect and look at that as, you know, I, I did this, and, you know, I kind of showed people that it's possible? Did you know when you were done playing that you would ultimately want to get into coaching and, you know, really teach high schoolers kind of what you were just talking about? <laughs>
Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm starting to get a vibe here that you might be gunning for Bobby Houck's job someday. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Well, Mark, you know, as life kind of goes forward here, you mentioned you will be at the Cat Grizz game, getting a chance to come back and, you know, kind of enjoy that experience. What else is kind of in store for you and your family as you guys kind of go forward here and you continue on with, uh, you know, life after football? Sounds like life in Nashville is treating you pretty well. Well, congratulations on you. You're expecting, uh, you know, a son here in the future. And yeah, thanks again, Mark, for joining us on on the podcast today. We really we loved having you, and we appreciate you, uh, you know, just coming on and updating us on what you've been up to lately. And that was our fourth episode of Cat Grizz Insider. A lot of fun stuff in this week's episode. We were really excited to get Mark Mariani on and just chat with him and see where he's at with life. And it sounds like things are going really well with him. You know, exciting stuff for him that he's got a, a boy on the way. And, you know, his real estate business sounds like it's taken off. And kind of fun, too, that he got a chance to coach high school football. So a lot of good stuff from Mark. We're glad he got a chance to join us on this episode. And as we go forward with this podcast, we're hoping to kind of get more former Bobcat and Grizz players, just catch up with them, see where they're at, and just kind of tell their stories a little bit here. So hope you all enjoyed this week's episode of Cat Grizz Insider, and we will see you next week.